I think that this election was Trump versus the media. Joe Biden is just a placeholder. Hello there from Bedford in the United Kingdom. How are you all? Welcome to the What Bitcoin Did podcast, which is brought to you by the Mighty Kraken, the best place to buy, sell and trade Bitcoin. I'm your host, Peter McCormack. And today I've got a three part interview with American Hoddle where we discuss the US election. And this was made in three parts. So the first part was before the election evening, once during the evening, and then once today, uh, which is two days after the election. But before we get into that, I do have a message from my amazing sponsors. So first up today, we have BlockFi, the future of... Well, I keep saying the future, but it's the now of Bitcoin and financial services. So with BlockFi, firstly, you can open up an interest account, which is something I did. I am a customer of BlockFi, as I have been all year, and I've now earned over one Bitcoin in interest, which is super cool. So you also can become a customer, and you can also start earning interest on your Bitcoin. Also, using your Bitcoin as collateral, you can take out a USD loan and you can fund your BlockFi account directly from your Bitcoin wallet. They also have an amazing mobile app, so you can manage your BlockFi account on the go. Loads of cool things happening with BlockFi, loads of cool things coming next year. Some things I know about, which is very exciting. So if you're interested in checking BlockFi out, I recommend you do your own research and then head over to BlockFi.com, which is B-L-O-C-K-F-I.com. Also, let's talk about Kraken. God, I love Kraken. The mighty Kraken. The best place for buying and selling Bitcoin. And it's the only place I use for buying and selling Bitcoin. And you want to know why, right? Well, firstly, they are consistently rated the best and most secure cryptocurrency exchange. And security is really important to me. They also have amazing customer service. So listen, if you've got a problem, whatever it is, and whoever you are, and wherever you are, if you reach out to Kraken, they're going to get that shit sorted for you. Also, if you want to start trading Bitcoin, they've got every tool you could possibly need. So whatever your level of experience, even if you're new to Bitcoin, you can sign up at Kraken.com and start trading straight away. It could not be easier. But they also have a beautiful mobile first app so you can trade Bitcoin on the go. And with their margin trading, futures and OTC desk, they have every option covered for you. There is no better place to trade Bitcoin and you can find out more at Kraken.com or download the app which is available for the iPhone and Android. Just search for Kraken Pro, which is K-R-A-K. E-N-P-R-O. Okay, so onto the show today, and I caught up with American Hoddle on our one Bitcoin bet on the US election results. So back in, I think it was in June, I tweeted out that I would bet anyone $5,000 that Trump would lose the 2020 election, and Hoddle jumped on and took the bet. And now listen, look, let me give a bit of background to this. It's not that I'm a Biden supporter. And the funny thing is a lot of people think, uh, especially Americans, think I am uh, a lefty. Uh, I'm not. But it's funny that right-wing people think I'm left and left-wing people think I'm right. And to be honest, I just have like a mixed set of ideas. I don't really feel close to any party. If I lived in the US, I'd definitely want to live in a red state. I spent a lot of time out there. Over 50, 60 times I've been to the US and I really love Texas. Um, I spent a lot of time there. I love it. I just don't feel like I... Yeah, I'm, well, I can't vote. <laughs> I'm not American. You're probably thinking, Pete, shut the fuck up. You're just a Brit. Stop interfering with our shit. Um, but I do love America. I'm, I'm, it's my favourite place in the world to go and visit. Um, and I have no issue with the Republican Party. I just think, and I'm really sorry if this triggers people, I just think Trump is a moron. I think he's done some amazing stuff. I think he was a dead cert to get re-elected until COVID hit and Black Lives Matters. And I just think he handled some things badly. And I felt like he would lose the election. So I put it out there, Hoddle took it up, and here we are. Here we are at election time seeing who's won. And it's been quite the roller coaster. Um, I followed the election all evening. I didn't get any sleep. Um, I kind of went in confident of a win, um, not just because of the polls, 
But I, I was confident of a win, and then by about three o'clock UK time, it flipped, and it looked like Trump was going to win. So I went to bed thinking, "Oh bollocks, I've lost uh, half a Bitcoin," and and Bitcoin was like trading over fourteen k at that point. Uh, and then I woke up, and things had changed again. It swung back to Biden. And it looks like Biden might win, but I don't feel like any kind of vitriol in this because, I don't know, it's just been such an ugly election. And seeing, like, America, parts of it seem to tear itself apart and everyone just kind of hating each other, it's not nice in a country I like because it doesn't matter where I go, red state, blue state. If I've been to Wyoming, I've been to Portland, I've been to Texas, I've been to LA, Florida, New York, Boston, uh, Washington. I've been all over the States and everywhere I go, red state, blue state, I get treated really well. So seeing this has been a bit sad. Anyway, with the election and with the bet, I decided to get Hoddle back on so we could talk it. So um, yeah, so we recorded about, I think about 30 to 45 minutes before the election, about half an hour during it and then half an hour today, just kind of tracking what's going. Um, I hope you enjoy it. If you've got any questions about it, then please feel free to reach out to me. Sorry if you just think, piss off you Brits, stop having an opinion on our language, go and sort your own problems out. I agree, our, our country's a shit show anyway, but I don't know, I'm just... I just have a little bit of love for America. So anyway, um, I hope you enjoy it. Do feel free to reach out to me, even if it's to troll me. Um, my email address is hello at whatbitcoindid.com. Outside of that, I've also been making some content about this election. I made the first show of my series called Chaos, which is about the US election. Uh, and it's, well, it's about that. It's about divisions between the parties. I'm just tr- kind of trying to hold up a mirror to understand why there is so much division and what's causing it and whether it can be, you know, whether there's anything that can be done to improve things so i hope you enjoy that that's it defiance.news and as i said if you want any questions you can reach out to me it's hello at whatbitcoindid.com okay so as this interview is split into three sections i'm just going to do little uh, sound bites in between one so you know where the breaks are when it happened so this is the first part of the interview we recorded this on the day of the election but like i think it was morning us time afternoon uk time so really before any results had started to come in What's up, brother? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm excited to spend your Bitcoin. Well, I don't, I don't think you've won it yet, dude. <laughs> I don't think you've won it yet. Um, what are you gonna, are you gonna spend it or just hodl it? No, I'm gonna hodl it, of course. I mean, I'm gonna spend it ten years from now in like maybe a nice villa south of France, something like that, you know. See, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna spend it slowly, and I think I'm gonna spend it. A little bit every day over the year, and every day I'm going to send you a photo of what I've spent it on. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's terrible. I I was telling somebody I was like, man, it's so terrible. If Pete wins my money because I just assume he's going to spend it on I don't know stupid English crap like yeah tea. bangers bangers and mash and tea and crumpets and stuff like that. Some, like some shepherd's pie, <laughs> maybe like. <laughs> Like the worst thing is like is the uh actually I'll get it worse than you the um the uh, like victory on Twitter I'll get it worse than you because I think most yeah. people are on your side yeah because they all think they all think I'm a, I've had it this week like a couple of people have been like why the fuck are you so pro Biden I'm like go and find one tweet I've said positive about Biden just find <laughs> one tweet please show me where I said I've said. Trump's a moron because he is, but find me one yeah. pro Biden tweet because I haven't. He's, even uh, even crypto, so ha- even crypto Twitter, which skews more liberal, uh, is heavily uh, biased towards Trump. Like uh, C- crypto Cobain was putting up polls, and I think they were like sixty five percent Trump. And you know the Ethereum crowd is much more liberal than yeah. uh, the Bitcoin maximalist crowd. 
But there's like a there's a lot of like confirmation bias in this, right? Like well, yeah. I am I, That's I'm not surprised in like Bitcoin world that we don't have many like Democrats and Biden fans. Uh, I, I I think there's some hypocrites, right? Like these people, like they're totally anarchist, and then they're like, oh yeah, but they want they secretly want Trump to win or right. libertarian, but but and then it's like they'll give some excuse, like well, you know. He wants freedom and he wants like you know they talk about like some of the things that mildly align with it but basically it's still big government it's still on that spectrum of um collectivism so well it's like, like, it's i personally don't claim libertarianism because i think the state is a weapon uh and that machine has already been built and people will harness it and use it against others so you might as well attempt to get your hands on it <laughs> so <laughs> You know what I mean? All right. Well, listen. Look, we we took out a bit. How how long ago was that? If, oh man, it was, like, it like it was three months the, ago. It was during the riots during the summer, so it probably would have been like July ish. I think we made the bet. It, it was, was like pre- a. It was before July Fourth because that was when the Mount Rushmore speech was. Yeah, and I, yeah. I remember I took the bet before that speech had happened, and I was feeling kind of shit about the bet when I made it which is the hallmark of a good investment. I felt really terrible about it the moment I made it because I was like, fuck, Pete's probably right. You know, Trump doesn't seem to have an answer. He's losing ground. You know, the, the, the pandemic is hitting him hard. Like people are angry. They're in the streets, yada, yada. And then the riots went on from three days to a week to, two, to the whole summer. And then it, by the end of the riots, the summer of riots, it was, it was clinched in my mind for Trump. Because normal, regular, hardworking Americans hate that shit. They hate it. Well, it's funny you should say that because, like, when I took the bet, I'm like, I was fully confident. I was like, Trump's fucked. Yeah. Um, And then, finally, Mount Rushmore, I was like, hmm, no, that was a good speech. I mean, I don't know who wrote it. I'm assuming, like, Tucker Carlson had a... He had a writer, a writer, good writer wrote it. But it was, you know, I'm not a fan. Um, Yeah. I'm I'm a, like I'm a fan of a lot of uh Republican ideals but I'm not a fan of sometimes the way uh they're delivered but I thought you know what that's a good speech that's a good hey, fucking why, speech Let me ask you this about one of your tweets recently why yeah. do you think that Tucker Carlson is a grifter uh equivalent to Don Lemon cuz I see them as very different I think I think they're doing the same thing from the other side of the aisle uh I think I mean, I I see them differently. Like, I do not like uh, Lemon at all. I just right. don't like Don Lemon. I just think he's just full of shit. And I, I like I can't watch him. I have to turn it off when he comes on because it's just like he he is he epitomizes Trump derangement syndrome. He yeah. like he he's fully infected. Whereas with Tucker Carlson, sometimes he says some good stuff. Sometimes he's full of shit. Sometimes he makes me laugh. He is completely partisan. Um, yeah. and my problem with all of these people is like the the best thing was the the Matthew Taibbi uh, like um, vomit milkshake email. Do you, you, you subscribe I, to his Substrack? Yeah, well, I uh, I read the tweet threads about it, but I didn't. Act, I don't subscribe to his Substrack. No. It's perfect. He was like, they're both fucking shit. He's like, and he said he gets it right. He was like. 
tr- like when you say Trump's a liar, people are like, no, he's not. But he said it perfectly. He said Trump is probably the most lying president ever and the most lied about president ever. Right. And that was the perfect way because then you can mix it up and you can go, well, maybe he lies because he's so fed up of being lied about and it's his way of fighting back, blah, blah, blah. But but he did that and he got it right on both of them that it's just two terrible fucking candidates. Whereas someone like T- Tucker Carlson, he has to play into that politics is entertainment got to get our numbers up we've got to support our base yes he might yeah he's not the worst but but at the same time it's not journalism it's entertainment yeah, for it's, the inter- base. it's entertainment for sure I he's not th- as bad as as he's not as bad as don lemon let me just tell you i am not a fox news watcher i mean i have i'm switching back and forth right now between uh i got see i got fox news on at the moment but i switch back and forth between this and cnn because I like seeing the different perspectives and they're obviously crazy biased. It's like watching, you know, two just totally different movies play out. Um, But since the summer, since the riots and Tucker's message about the elites and how they have abandoned regular class Americans and things like that, I, you know, there, there hasn't been honestly a word that's come out of his mouth all year. I haven't agreed with a hundred percent. Right. Because the the elite class has, has really hollowed out our country and, you know, people like Joe Biden, right, Trump, Trump, to a lesser degree, because Trump made the bulk of his money on American real estate, but the elite money class has been hollowing us out to China uh, for pennies, really, like Wall Street has been selling us to China for pennies, selling our IP, selling our, you know, American innovation, and letting China basically rape our country. I think that that we are the world Davos man, uh, idealism of the Clinton era and the Clinton administration, it is, you know, just very at a base level, it is an ideological cover story for plunder. They were stealing and hollowing out the American middle class. And, you know, like this has been my opinion the entire time about Trump. And Tucker Carlson has been saying the same thing is that it doesn't matter who Trump is as a person. He's a piece of shit. We all know that. We don't like none of us really like Trump as a person. We don't think he's uh, a, a man of high moral character. He's not necessarily somebody you'd want to leave in the room with your wife, right? Et cetera, et cetera. But he is standing up for the voiceless in America. You know, like the people like Hillary Clinton think that because they made a bunch of peasants in Mexico, you know, two times richer and lifted them out of it from extreme poverty to regular poverty at, at the, you know, while shoving their countrymen under the bus, that that was okay or morally justified. And, you know, it wasn't. And people are very upset about it. And as they, as they fucking should be, man. And, you know, I think you're going to see that show up today. It's been my, it's, you know, Mm. been my theory the entire time. And I don't think it's changed. Yeah. Well, it might be like, it might be like our last election because, um, you know, it was very much, the conservatives coming into our last election with kind of a strong base um and our we had like the labor party go for a big push it was an absolute fucking landslide like they got absolutely killed and the conservatives stayed in power i think they're fucked next election because of covid but um they got absolutely fucking destroyed but i i i, I say that i say i know i say it's similar but i still think this one's kind of hard to call i'm I don't, I'm not confident either way. It's so hard to call. It's like, I, do, I can't even call it a 50 50 because a 50 50 says it's it's close. I actually don't know. I, I can see a scenario where it's a Trump landslide. 
I can also see a scenario where it's a Biden like landslide, and I can also see a, a scenario where we wake up in the morning. It's like, yep, off to the Supreme Court, because there's different indicators pointing at different things. So, for example, the absolute massive confidence of the Republican base is one indicator to me that Trump's got it again. But the second indicator is the number of people who have wanted to speak to me about it because of the stuff I make, who I think were definitely previously Democrats, who have flipped, and their arguments makes me think. But then there's other things like, you know, I was watching a thing earlier about the volume of mail-in votes. Like in some of the, I don't know if it's counties or states, but some of the stats I was seeing is that the volume of mail-in votes that they've had already surpassed the total votes for the last election. Yeah. And so that 100, is a, 101 million they just said on TV. 101 million. That's a fucking lot. Yeah, that's well, a lot. If you th- if everything stayed about the same, that's actually a good indicator for the Dems because mail-in voters tend to be more dem- uh, from the democratic base. And on I those, will tell you though just anecdotally, those, like, fine line I, I'm saying on those fine line states where they were close yeah. before that that could if it's similar it could swing it. If it's not, if 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 Trump's got more support then I don't know. I feel you, but Trump has been telling his base to stay home and vote on election day. He's been telling them that that, that everything's fraudulent, et cetera. And, you know, I've driven by several polling locations uh, just this morning, and you obviously can't, you know, you, you can't know who people are voting for, right? But the, mm. the parking lot is full of pickup trucks. There are a lot of American flags. <laughs> There's a lot of men in line. All of those things lead me to believe that all three of the polling locations, and the lines were fucking huge dude they were massive i've never seen lines like this did you i mean i was did like you vote? I, I, yeah i sent in an absentee ballot oh, like a week ago so um for biden right <laughs> of course of course no trump trump baby i when i'm a former obama voter i know so you told have, me man yeah i have not voted since 08 and uh because you know in uh mitt romney i was like i had already soured on biden in 12 or uh sorry obama in 12 but I was like, eh, Mitt Romney, I, I don't like this guy. Then in uh, 16, I hated both, obviously. I didn't like, I thought Trump was ridiculous. I thought Hillary was evil. And so I was like, my choice is between a clown and basically this this woman who has done unspeakable acts of terror against <laughs> anybody who's, who's been politically uh, dissonant against her. So I, I stayed out of that one. But then, you know. The riots, man. The riots fucking pushed me to get off my ass and vote and flip everybody around me. So I got, you know, a lot of people uh, who are around me, like wife, mother, mother-in-law, uncles, etc. And I was like, we're all going Trump. Like, and, you know, these people are not as um, politically tuned in as I am. And I was like, we're all going Trump, 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 Trump. But that's right an Trump. anti-left vote, right? That's like, that's not a pro-Trump. Yeah, that's an anti-left yeah, but- I'm not pro-Trump at all. I'm anti-communism. And I do think that Biden is a backdoor for communism. Yeah, and, yeah now, I still don't I get, buy this I get, shit. I get that you don't believe that, right? But here's... Okay, even if you don't take that, let's take that off the table. Mm-hmm. We have an entire media establishment that is pulling for one party. We've never had that before in American life. That's... And so dangerous. I, I just can't even. I am not going to gift uh, whatever that is, that Democratic superpower. I'm not going to gift them the executive branch. There's let, no way. Let, let me ask you, you something. Know? Do you think you are you saying that the that entire media 
uh, apparatus is pulling for Biden because they've declared they have or because of the way news is being spun and that's your read from the the kind of like the stories that are going out blah 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 like well you know it's it's a lot of things right like some of them are obviously biased msnbc is obviously biased yeah some of them are non-obviously biased uh cnn abc nbc you know some of them are incredible incredibly biased like the new york times is full of social justice warriors and that that that's that's an insane thing to me. Also, I come from a media family. So my father used to be the vice president of a large media organization and he oversaw like 180 papers, you know, at my, like I've walked through newsrooms and, and all that my entire life I've been around the news and been around reporters and, you know, reporters used to be blue collar guys who really, you know, they had an ax to grind against the powerful because the powerful were the people who had fucked over their parents uh, when they were growing up, right? And you can totally understand that. It makes sense. And these were like the guys who would, you know, grind it out, like beat the pavement, go to the bar afterwards, drink hard. They were like really good guys, right? They have all been replaced by these little pissy young girls who went to Princeton and went to Yale and Columbia and think they're better than everybody else. That's not know? fair. That's not all of them. There's some really no, good journalists out there. Even at the New York it, Times, there's some fucking good journalists. It's very, it's very rare to find good journalism inside, you know why, of, inside of these institutions, Pete. Like, but if you want to... Yeah. I agree that Matt Taibbi on Substack is probably amazing journalism. Yeah. I don't subscribe to it personally, but I think Taibbi's a really smart guy. Mm. But inside the New York Times, the institutions are whole cloth fraudulent because of their incentives. They, they have the... They've been saddled with the embedded growth paradigm and, you know, the money fucked that up. And we all know... We know about all that stuff. Yeah. So, like, their incentive is... And the business of journalism is dead. It used to be that you had a regional monopoly uh, and it was a license to print money. And then when the internet democratized information, there was no way to make money anymore. And I watched it happen with my father and the other newspaper executives. Revenues just went down, 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 down. Yeah, it became clickbait. And, and everything's yeah, clickbait exactly. now it's because of the way that online model was. Because I lived through that with the um, with my agency is that yeah, it was the whole banner model that you had to have a certain number of page views to hit the impressions, blah, blah, blah. So what gets the impressions? Clickbait. It's funny, though. I, I was thinking about it today. Like, a lot of people complain about clickbait, but uh, social media conspiracy grifters are essentially using online clickbait for likes and followers themselves. They're, like, they're part of the problem as well. Yeah. But I think there are some good people out there who want to be journalists, I, I, but I agree with you it seems it comes across as like a very left bias, but because I'm doing this, you know, I'm doing this chaos thing, right? Um, right. We should talk about that as well. I'll talk about that in a minute, yeah. but, but I'm going to think. Haven't, I haven't listened yet, but I'm, I want to. Well, I'll tell you what happened with that, but I, I, I'm definitely going to do a look into the news and why this has happened. Um, I, you know, perhaps because news is now, like you say, it's not journalism, it's more media and entertainment. Maybe it draws a different type of person now, you know, maybe. A lot of it is activism. Well, I, it could be, yeah, but some of it could be personality based, um, you yeah. know, and, and location based. You know, are these publications mainly in like, you know, California and New York? They're going to maybe attract more kind of left, uh, left um, leading people. But, but I, I agree. So that's one of the reasons I changed the whole chaos thing. So I did the first thing, you know, we're going to do the accidental dictator. And we wrote, I'll, I'll share, you know, I'll share it with you. You can have a read of it. We did about sure. eight eight of the chapters, right? 
but it was more like an audiobook than uh, a series and it was just a full investigation into him and most of it you can't actually argue with like we did the accident was that you know he didn't think he would ever become president yeah. and he did and it was mainly a revenge against Obama. That's what we think. But we did. We looked into his entire business career, the people he fucked over in Atlanta, you know, the banks he fucked. Up. Like he has got a he has got a ropey track record. He is not. Oh yeah. The only yeah. way he's a successful businessman is he's bought pro- properties that have a grown in value, and he's leveraged the value of those. Some will say that's smart. I think the trail of destruction he's left for hardworking Americans and other businesses, especially in Atlanta, I think it's itself like pretty fucking bad, right? So we, anyway, yeah. we went through all of that, but I've got like someone like you in my ear. I've got Junseth in my ear. Everyone on Twitter in my ear going, you got it wrong, you got it wrong. So I just had to take a step back and, you know, I was really struggling with it. I was thinking, there's no point telling this story because all I'm going to do is have people who like Trump go, it's bullshit. And people who don't like him go, yeah, it's great. So you achieve nothing. Like as a content provider slash kind of journalist, uh, you you achieve nothing. So we decided to approach it completely differently. And it is so fucking hard to find the truth. But anything. Dude, anything. Literally anything. Like give me, give Hunter Biden's laptop as as an example, right? Either he left a laptop in a Delaware store with a bunch of pictures on and a bunch of emails looking like he's doing some dodgy business deals. Or he didn't. Somebody else made that happen, right? And one side's like, why isn't this being reported? Why isn't the news reporting this? There's clearly something going on here. And then lots of like, let's, let's, get, let's get away from the just definite like left places. It didn't even feel like Fox wanted to run the story. Like yeah, Fox were Fox weren't like heavy on the story, and I was like, "Well, why are Fox not heavy on the story? I can't find any objective truth." So I can't find objective truth. Yet you've got a presidential debate where the president is using that information. I don't fucking like. How is anyone meant to know what the truth is there? Well, I mean, what do you even think, dude? Man, it's like I a few years ago I felt. Um... You know, I'm a smart person, so I felt like I was ahead of the conspiracy theories and that the people who were being duped by them were, you know, stupid people. And that was true, I think, uh, like, let's say 2016, right? It's not true anymore. The smart people are being duped like crazy left and right. I remember watching something where um, Michelle Obama, who I consider a very smart person, was duped by some QAnon conspiracy theory, and she was out there presenting it as actual fact. And it's just, you know, in the, like, like, let's say in North Korea, the way they, or, you know, Russia, the way they control dissent and the way they control information is, is to put stopgap measures in place and to actually control what you're seeing. And in America, the way we do propaganda, um, and in the entire Western world, the way we do propaganda is to flood the system with information. I mean, it is just. It is so hard to figure out what to pay attention to, especially when you're a normal person who's got to go to work and get up and you slept bad and your kids being a brat. And it's like, I can't, I don't know what's on Hunter Biden's laptop. Who fucking knows? Right? Like it's so confusing. These are the most, these are, these are not only the most confusing times on record. These are the dumbest times on record. I feel collectively much dumber than we used to be. Right. 
I was explaining to my wife about um, the media and how the media calls elections earlier today. And I was like, you know, it's always been sort of a polite fiction based on estimates and everything. But it was a fiction that worked because everybody believed it. And now it's not a fiction that works anymore. So the entire way we've constructed this democratic process is grinding to a halt. Because for years, we've let the media basically announce the winners. And even the New York Times is on Twitter today saying that, you know, the media is are supposed to be the ones who announce the winners. It's it's at the bat on it falls on the shoulders of the media to announce the winner of the presidential election. And it's like, why is that the case? <laughs> you know, like we have such better systems now that we could build to prevent things like this. Well, you haven't listened, but I'm going to make you listen to it. But why I decided to do this first one, I got I, I found a uh, Republican guy who's never voted Democrat. And I've got a friend who's a Democrat who's never voted Republican. And I just had a talk to them. And you know what's really fucking interesting? Two things. I don't think the sides are that far apart. I think there is a radical left group of rioters. And uh, and by the way, I think within that, there's a whole bunch of people who are just opportunists who th- saw a chance to loot stores and get some free shit. And I don't think they're of a political persuasion. I just think they took advantage. But I think that radical left Marxist group, I think it's actually a very, very small number of actual Democrat, Democratic people. I don't think there's a big. I think like the same. I don't think there's a big percentage of the Republican base, which is uh, white supremacists. I just I, th- I don't think it's that. So but it was actually quite interesting the amount of things they kind of agreed on. Right. Like. The things that they found important. But one thing that stood out where both of them said is like, I think this guy Chart said, the Republican guy said, like, news is in your face now. uh, And sorry, the politics used to be distant from us. And he said, and sometimes you'll sit down with your crazy uncle and he'll tell you his conspiracy theories. And that was it. And and Julie was saying with regards to her, she was like, it's everywhere. It's ubiquitous. You can't get away from it. I get an alerts on my phone. Yeah, and and that's the thing. Everyone's been drawn into it, and it's been gamed by the media companies as entertainment. And now we're all like pitted against each other. On and and it's really funny. Like um, Julie's husband also wrote to be a really great email with like some things in there where he was saying, essentially, we create false arguments over false positions. So, for example, if it's abortion, you're either against reproductive rights or you want to kill babies. And there's no in between. Yeah. We're actually the arguments in the middle. It's like global warming. It's like the end of the world or protect the oil industry in America. Yeah. But there's actually everything that's important is in the middle. But someone yeah. like Trump or even Biden, definitely Trump more in this instance, but definitely like Biden, they have to, they want a soundbite. Yeah. A soundbite. And then the soundbite is a chorus. And that's no fucking use to anyone. Right. Well, totally. And also, we're in a position where. Uh, we killed God. I mean, we don't have God in our society. I'm not a particularly religious person. I mean, I've probably been what you could consider a devout atheist since I was uh, 13 or so. But then I did a lot of drugs and I was like, you know what? <laughs> like, shit's crazy. So who knows what's going on, right? But um, I mean, humans tend to have a religious module in our brain. And we look for religion in everything. And when we don't have a God, we will make politics our God. This is our this is our God now. This is this is Sunday church service. If it, the battle for America's soul, that that is literally the Democratic slogan, right? This isn't the battle for souls. This is the battle for which assholes get to rule over us, mm-hmm. you know. And, and it's also like 
you're right about it being ubiquitous. I mean, the fact that end racism is in the in the end zone at the NFL is like insane to me. You know, it's like the, the vast majority of people are not racist. Like, nope. you know, I, I stood nope. in uh, Grant, Grant Park when Obama got elected and I thought that we were living in post-racial America. Dude, and let me tell you something. It's going to be, you know, I interviewed uh, that uh, dude, Zuby, and he uh, he says some really smart things sometimes. But one thing just blew my mind. He said the demand for racism far outweighs the supply. Yeah, he's big fucking time. right. Big time. Well, and for me, I think part of the reason like why I voted Trump is because I view this far leftist, you know, I don't like I don't like this equivocating that's going on between QAnon and Antifa. Antifa is much worse and much scarier than the QAnon thing. Antifa is like the KKK at the height of their powers. They're everywhere. It's invasive. It's in all institutions. This social justice bullshit has invaded our schools, Mm -hmm. uh, our governmental bureaucracies, our military. It is pervasive, right? And if you don't drink the Kool-Aid and go along with them, they're going to lynch you, like Mm -hmm. legitimately. It's going to be digital and it's going to be reputational violence, but that is still real to a vast majority of people. And if it affects your ability to earn or provide for your family, it is definitely a type of violence. Yeah. So, well, that's you know, why that thing, uh, Brian Armstrong energy too. Yeah. Very well, female. But that's why that Brian Armstrong thing was brilliant, right? That for Coinbase, he gets a lot of shit all the time. Yeah. And, you know, some people say rightly so, whatever, but that thing he did with Coinbase was absolutely brilliant. I thought it was totally. great. He's like, yeah. get this shit out of here. We're here to grow a company. We're here to make money. Get the shit out of it. And by the way, if you don't, if you don't like this, here's a generous severation, uh, se- uh, severance package. Yeah, you can go do your package. own thing. And so, in, in doing that, he got rid of all the annoying people who do want to talk about that shit. I thought yeah. that was one of the coolest things I'd seen. It's like it, it is ubiqu- ubiquitous. It is everywhere. It is affecting. It was like when Black Lives Matters happened. It cracked me up. You know, like Black Friday. You get all the emails right that come in from every single email list you're on with the Black Friday deal. Right. Black Lives yeah. Matters was the same. I got so, I so many fucking here's our here's our racism policy. Here's our Black Lives Matters policy. And look, don't get me wrong, right? I think there are some clear issues that need to be dealt with. There is there is clearly a, a cycle of poverty and opportunity which affects certain and let's just say neighborhoods. And those neighborhoods might be predominantly black, but there's going to be white neighbors as well, but they might be predominantly black. There is issues there, and they certainly need yeah. some investment there. But the fact that companies felt the need that they had to like bend the knee and do something straight away, I think reflects that there is this social pressure on companies, which is goes too far. It just go it just yeah. fundamentally goes too far. And well, I'm not, let me yeah. You know, talk, talking about the racism thing, this this brings me back a little bit to the Trump stuff. You know, I agree with Zuby. I, th- I think the supply, the, you know, the desire for it way outweighs the de- uh, the supply, right? And it's like, when I was a kid um, in the 90s, it, it was uh, casually acceptable in white America to talk shit about poor black people. It was. And it was a it's classic othering. Right. It's like them over there, they're bad. And so therefore us over here, we're good. And everything we do is great. And look at them. They, you know, wear their pants too low and they drink purple drink and they do this and that. Right. And it was like this mockery of black culture that went on in elite liberal circles and in the elite conservative circles. It went on all over white America. Right. That has evaporated because it's become so socially gauche to do something like that. And so nobody would dare do it nowadays. But the energy is still there. And you know where it goes? It goes to poor white Americans who are struggling just as much as poor black Americans, uh, but it's become acceptable to view them as 
basically pieces of shit who deserve everything they get. Oh, fucking factory clothes and you're addicted to opiates. Why don't you learn to code? Right. And then that's where that whole thing came from. It's like, how dare you belittle these people and tell them to learn to code when you, your dumb ass can't do that. You can't learn to code. Right. And then we memed it so, uh, so hard on Twitter that we're not even allowed to say it to the elites anymore. Right. When they're the ones who are provoking these people who are dying of diseases of despair, killing themselves at insanely high clips, their lives are bad, really fucking bad. Let me me ask you a big question then, because this is a really important one for me. And and Donald Trump loves them, and he supports them, and he sees them, you know? Division has been gamed, right? If you are are, um, a political leader... Um, division is game for you for your end goal of yeah. you know, retaining power. Less so than the others, but let's just let's just say it is. Division has certainly been gamed by the news companies, the Roger Ailes strategy. Let's go after the Republican base. Let's not fight for everyone else. Yeah, you know, create a multi-billion-dollar advertising business off the back of that. Right. Yeah. So there's no need for us to be com- impartial. We just have to support our base and keep them happy. The strategy then cop- copies certainly by MSNBC on the left and to a certain extent CNN and blah, blah, blah. Then you've got like smaller publications who who game it, Breitbart as an example on the right. I don't know. And, uh, left maybe, uh, maybe it's less Huffing- like... That. Huffington Post maybe, well, something yeah, like that. Or Quillette. Is it Quillette? I mean, I don't really know. Quillette's that. on the right, yeah. Is it? It's Quillette on the right. Yeah. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. What's the one? Is it Vox I'm thinking of? Vox, yeah, yeah. Maybe, I don't know. As, as your client. But yeah. then is social media even worse? Like, if you're Ben Shapiro or Cernovich right. on one side, and again, I don't actually know the... I, I tend to know the right more, in, in, certainly on social media, but um, it's certainly been game to the point where it benefits you, the division benefits you. Like, you meme yeah. someone, you insult someone, you raise, like, it's just been... It's game, so it, it creates more of that hate and mockery and blah, blah, blah. I personally yeah. don't think it's good. I don't think it's healthy. I don't think it's, and maybe that's a British view. American thing, fuck knows. I don't think it's healthy. I think it's the, not. No, it's not. I agree with you. It's not healthy, obviously. And the first, I think the first uh, presidential election, like everyone stood back and went, that was fucking terrible. That was a shit show. Like whoever you were, both of them were terrible. It was just awful, right? Yeah, the so, debate. The yeah. Debate, yeah. So, um, what that did was I say? an embarrassment. What did I just say the election? Sure. Well, yeah, yeah, it's all, yeah, it's all yeah. good. That was that was an embar- that was an embarrassment for our country. But if time. we can all agree that like this isn't good, how do we come back from it? Like I've got ideas, yeah. but myself, like how do we come back from this? Because what you don't I, want to do is in four years have the same shit again. Yeah, I feel like we're at this point of the movie, right? Where like there's this idea, uh, you know, from B.F. Skinner from behavioral econ- uh, behavioral modifications that like if you can control a thing's environment, you can control that thing. And we are the thing and our environment has been controlled. It's like the end of that movie seven where he's like, John Doe has the upper hand, you know, it's like that. That's the moment of the movie where we're at, where I think those of us who were paying attention are realizing, like I deleted my Facebook, my Instagram and all that shit. You know, I'm still on Twitter because that's where the Bitcoiners are. And I love the Bitcoiners, but uh, I just can't engage with friends and family and like have like bicker constantly. And like, I'm, I'm, as gaslit i'm as gamed i'm as fucked up as anybody else and you know just having that slight degree of metacognition just enough to delete the apps and get the fuck off um has been really helpful for my mental clarity mental sanity 
all of that, right? But like, how do we do? How do we have that unplugging in mass? Because we're we're in a trance, mm-hmm. and if we don't get out of it fucking soon, uh, civil war is going to happen here in America, and I don't know what's going to happen in the world, but it could be worse than what a civil war looks like. Well, do you know right. what's funny? I was talking to um, you know my brother. Like, I think people think of a civil war as as like. I mean, you've had, like, one civil war previously where you kicked right. our asses out and you chucked away the tea and your big soul because you kicked us out. But, like... Well, that, was a, that was a hard fork. I mean, you guys are, like, the Bitcoin cash and we're, like, the Bitcoin, you know? Shut the fuck up. We're not. But anyway, listen. Like, you, you had that civil war, right? But that was a, that was a war, right? An actual right. war with guns and fucking cannons and proper war. I don't. Th- I think when people talk about civil war, I've heard some people say it's ridiculous. I don't think the next. If you have a civil war, I think in some ways you're in a civil war, but it's like a. Yeah. It's like a cold yeah. war. Like it's a cold yeah. civil war. Mm-hmm. It's it's being fought over the getting, internet and, and getting cancel canceled, cultures. Getting cancelled is like a death. Yeah. In a in the in the night in the 1880s civil war, right? It's yeah. like you getting reputational violence against done against you is like a death in this in this day and age, especially it's, if you're a regular regular person with asymmetric power like you don't you know like a like one of the big accounts like you were talking about the influencers they send a hate mob after you right and you're some little piddly account like uh who was the woman um justine sacco right who was on twitter and she made a joke about being white and how she can't get aids do you remember this story no uh yeah she was one of the first people to be she was just a regular lady she popped a xanax and some wine she was getting on a flight to South Africa. Oh, She's no, like, I remember. She woke up and that shit blew up. Yeah. Oh, well, heading to South Africa. Hope I don't get AIDS. JK, I'm white, yeah. right? Which is, and when she woke up, she had lost her job, her relationship, you know, her uh, reputation was in check. Right. So, like, that's happening all over the place. And that, that is like getting shot by a cannon. Yeah, <laughs> like, but you know what? There's a slight difference. Like, for. I felt sorry for her, but she said a dumb thing, right? But I felt sorry yeah. for her. Like it was, it was like it was too extreme. But she said a dumb thing. But people are getting cast. Dumb thing. Yeah, yeah. But what I mean is, like now, I don't think. I think it's very hard for you to be a pop star or a Hollywood actor and come out as a Donald Trump supporter. Oh yeah, I mean, you, can't do it. you can do it if you're like uh, Kid Rock, or you can do it if you're country and western star, and you can perhaps do it if you're a rapper and kind of get Did away. You pay with attention it. to uh, Chris Pratt. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, so you saw that, right, dude? That was so, so fucked up. All he did was not show up to a Biden fundraiser. That was yeah. it. He didn't say I'm voting for Donald Trump. Nothing. And you know what people did is what people are doing a lot nowadays is they're projecting onto him. Right. He may not even vote for Trump. We don't know. He didn't come out in support of Trump. Who knows? Who's to say what's in the guy's head? Right. But like people assumed and then they started trying to cancel him because of an assumption. It's fucking dangerous. Yeah. That kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Well, I it's th- a witch trial. Yeah. Right? It's like- but it's like everyone. I think almost look. one way it gets solved is is a right a, a good i don't mean right as in on the right the right person comes in as a presidential candidate who wants to build unity and doesn't want to play the shit show and you know that kind of like obama that'll first be, um reagan that'll, that'll be, uh, post-collapse yeah but you, th- i think i think that kind of person who just says it's she says it for what it is and everyone's like yeah we've had enough of this i think it can happen that way but i'm like i don't see how yeah. else it can happen the only way i see it happens is is if we're gradually moving like this is the like last burning embers of these 
of this yeah. kind of like yeah we're in that what, fourth turn well, i've not actually read it so i don't know how it all comes tr- crumbling down but like I was, for example uh, i was listening to your interview with ralph Powell, yeah. and i i agree with him that we're heading back towards feudalism and so i think we are going to be these rogue you know i think the sovereign individual which you haven't read yet right no but could you hear in that interview like my mind was like clicking yeah. i was like hold on yeah. hold on you need to read it but the, I do, i've I got think, it downstairs I, I think the thing it gets wrong is that humans do have a desire to collectivize. And so it's really not the sovereign individual. It's the sovereign collective. Okay. And so I can buy if, that. You look at, if you look at like Bitcoin maximalism, we kind of are one of the first tribes of truly like sovereign pirate collectivists, right? Like we're a tribe and we mm-hmm. live online and we fucking maraud all day long. You say something shitty about Bitcoin, we're in your mentions, <laughs> fucking you up, you know, left and right. You say something great, we're showering you with love. And what we're doing is we're creating our own um, sort of a behavioral environment in which you come into Bitcoin. So like the same way Facebook and Instagram and Twitter game you with algorithms, we're gaming you with negative and positive, you know, love affection and then hate derision and we game you socially that way and that's why people like michael saylor like for instance when michael saylor put in um you know 425 million and then he came out with that super chad post where he was like by the way i have another like 180 million because i fucking <laughs> money. Yeah, yeah, yeah and uh in if he had done that anywhere else on on the internet right that is bragging about wealth that is that is gauche that is you know oh i can't i i don't know if there were all these pictures of kim kardashian's birthday and people were like how could she at a during the pandemic and i was like i can't believe i'm sticking up for kim kardashian i was like let her have fucking fun man who cares like she's rich she earned whatever but in bitcoin twitter we praise you we praise you for being rich what a fucking amazing thing that is for a rich person <laughs> in a world where everybody else hates your guts. But that's a traditional have- American thing, right? Yeah, totally. Because yeah. In, in the UK, we, we all we all hate rich people. Like any success, we yeah. hate you. We will say to you, congratulations, well done, I'm really proud of you. But like when you're gone, we're like, fuck that guy. But whereas- Well, you're like a class trader in the, US, in the UK or something, yeah. right? But like, but like when know, I, 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 in America- rules and stuff, you're okay. Like nobody cares. Because yeah. then you're expected to be a rich, a rich prick. Yeah, but right. like America wants people to be successful. I I get that. They like they we love that. Yeah. yeah, but not everyone. Well, it's like most how to how to say it. Like there used to be this thing under the gold standard uh, where you know if you saw a guy driving down the road in a Cadillac, you were like, I want to be him. I I'm jealous of him, and I want what he has for me. And then when it became Fiat Power Games, you saw the guy rolling down in the Cadillac and you wanted to throw a fucking rock at it and you were envious of him and you, you thought, I'll never get that, so I want to take it from him, right? Mm-hmm. And so that is a prevailing sentiment in American life now. And you talk to younger Americans, they're really, really socialist and they really despise wealth and think there shouldn't be billionaires and all this kind of stuff, right? Because they know that the system is unfair and they're getting fucked one way or the other. But my point is, if you come into Bitcoin with, you know, and you, and you just say, I'm a rich guy who bought Bitcoin, <laughs> we're all your best friend and we love you. Well, yeah, yeah. because, we, yeah, but also because we want you to get, get, tell all your rich buddies and get them to do the same, of course, right? <laughs> of course. You're a human. You're a human and psychologically we're manipulating you. Well, right? Bitcoin's game for us. We all do well when the rich guys come in. Yeah. 
It feels good to be manipulated, man. It's like when you're with a chick. Like, if she's manipulating you, as long as she's doing a good job at it, you don't care. You're like, of course, go ahead. <laughs> Manipulate me some more. <laughs> well, listen, bro, we were going to do three, like, half an hour shows. We've probably done three three-hour shows. But listen, I, I want to go and watch yeah. some news. So I guess at, like, some point where it starts heating up, maybe enough. What time, what time is it right there? In, like, uh, quarter to 11. I'm going to be up all night, dude. Okay, so I'll probably stay up late. So maybe if you pass out, you can hit me up in the morning. Well, no, uh, I'll get you once before we go to sleep and just say, like, here we are, okay. where we're at. And then what we'll do is we'll do another one, like, whenever you're up in the morning tomorrow, okay. you hit me up and we'll talk about the autopsy or what's I got to tell you, I don't think that there's going to be a president uh, tonight or tomorrow. Well, I don't think there's going to be a president for a while. I, I'm, I'm kind of got that feeling. There's going to be some declarations that happen mm-hmm. on both sides. But nobody's gonna be nobody's gonna be conceding, right? And in an American election, like when you concede, that's when it's over. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I don't think either side is gonna concede anytime soon. All right, dude. Well, listen, I think the same. All right. Well, let's uh, um, let's catch up. Well, when we, whenever we need to catch up, we'll catch up and talk. All about right. It, yeah. Just hit me up. Next up, I talked to American Hoddle more about the U.S. election and our bet. But before that, I've got a message from my amazing sponsors. Okay, so let's talk about Sportsbet.io, the best place for online gaming. Have you checked them out yet? Have you been on and laid up a wager? Some, well, I'd like to say there's some good money betting on Liverpool. I mean, we're having a great start to the season. But there have been a lot of crazy results so far this season. A lot of goals going in, a lot, a lot of unexpected results. So, yeah, strange start to the season. But with the return of the Champions League and the Europa League, Sportsbet have welcomed back those competitions with a special offer for footy lovers. So they are offering a number of missions whereby if you hit a streak during the competition, you can win up to one Bitcoin in cash prizes. And you can find out more by heading over to sportsbet.io forward slash promotions where you can opt in and view the terms. If you do want to do that, sportsbet.io is S-P-O-R-T-S-B-E-T dot I-O. Okay, lastly today, but definitely not least, definitely not least today with Bitcoin going on a fucking rampage. What was it? $15,132 right now. Bitcoin is crushing it. But therefore, if you have not got your security shit together, now is the time to do it. Now is the time to be considering Carson. Now, I did this well nearly six months ago. I reached out to the team. I was like, look, help me get this crap sorted. I'm going to mess this up and I'm going to lose my Bitcoin. And they did. I set up with their platinum package and now I am protected from mainly my own stupid mistakes, but also hacks in-person attacks, any kind of device failure, you know, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Now, if you do want to check out Casa, they do have three products. So firstly, Casa Gold, with that you get triple the security of a hardware wallet, and that's going to cost you just $10 a month, so it really is a no-brainer. With Casa Platinum, what I have, you get their 3 or 5 multi-sig, which is the best protection for large Bitcoin holders, and that comes at a really great price. And with Casa Diamond, you can get their full service offering. So with that, you are going to get a customized personal security review, inheritance planning, and of course, their best-in-class security. There is no better time to upgrade your Bitcoin security, especially right now. So if you want to find out more, head over to keys.casa, which is K-E-Y-S dot C-A-S-A. Now, this is the second part of the interview. This was recorded on the morning after the election, and we had been texting each other, and it was looking like Trump was going to win. And then I'd got up in the morning, and things had started to swing back in favor of Biden. So this was recorded then. It was very early for Hoddle, I think about four in the morning for him, and you know, mid morning uh, for me here in the UK. Yo. Okay, so first Good morning. Of all, what's up? What, what's the time there? Uh, was it four, four something in the morning? Four, four. I've had like 
447. I, like, I had like three hours sleep. I ended up, I fell asleep on the couch at like. Me too. Twice. Like once around two in the morning, I was like, I don't know where this is going. And I woke up about four and I'm like, oh, this is done. <laughs> like, I kind of watched, watched about an hour miserably, fell asleep again. Then I got into bed. I've had like three or four hours sleep. Uh, uh, but I thought it was done. Like I'd, I'd like in my head, I nearly conceded to you. I nearly put out a tweet here. I yeah. conceded, and then I woke up this morning, and uh, things started to change. Um, and it's weird. I mean, the the FTT the X betting markets of are quite interesting to follow, but they show. I don't think they show a good prediction. I think they show a good reality of in the moment what people are thinking. Dude, um, this is fucking, there's, this is not how elections go in America. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. this is wild. Since, since the, since I started voting when I was 18, I've never seen the votes just stop being counted. And it is especially weird that they all were stopped they they stopped counting in all democrat controlled states you know Ooh, are you calling conspiracy i mean i agree I'll, I'll tell you this i watched trump's speech last night pretty much agreed with his assessment it seemed like you know he could have been slightly more tactful maybe but i don't know it seems like the game is afoot like it seems like mm-hmm. seems like something is going on, and now taking granted, I just woke up five minutes ago, so that's that statement's been largely rebuked. Okay, uh, even even by Republican people. I mean, well, I saw Ben. ben Shapiro. I saw Ben Shapiro, but yeah. he's a pussy. <laughs> mm. No, actually, I think Ben Shapiro is like, in fairness, he's willing to challenge Trump, which I think if I think both sides need their need themselves you know, checked. Checked out a bit like we have with Bitcoin, right? You know we, how we keep people in check. Yeah. Um, even though every, we're all on the same side, we want we want number go up. We keep each other in check, right? We don't tend to have that in politics because it's so partisan. I actually think it's quite good that Ben Shapiro does that sometimes. I think the I think the libs need it a bit more as well. Well, Ben Shapiro is hearkening back to this like centrist America of yore uh, that that's gone now. I mean, like we don't have that like political class where you know you hit each other hard on crosstalk on cnn but then behind the scenes you're friends right like tucker carlson was alluding to it on fox news last night i don't know if you saw the um the uh the clip of him but he basically went on fox news and called bullshit on the whole thing and he was like and if you watch the coverage from fox even fox was terrible towards it was terrible terribly yeah. biased towards trump uh or against trump sorry it, it was it was amazing. Like they, they called the entire West Coast without a vote being counted, but Trump was dominating Florida. They refused to call it for forever, mm-hmm. right? Um, what's up with Pennsylvania? I haven't. He was dominating that when I, just, I went to. Yeah, he's, he's still dominating that. I think the thing with Pennsylvania, like some people have still got it in play. In my head, it seems too far out. But then it was funny. Like I, like I said, I'd given up. I was like, okay, Trump's won. Fair enough. And I'll come back to that because I've got an interesting point on that. But, but. There seemed to be like this, like quiet confidence on CNN. It's like just wait, let's just let the votes come in. And also, I th- like I think these people are pretty smart. I think everyone knows what they're doing. I don't think either the Biden camp or the Trump camp cared much about the polls. I think they knew exactly what was going to happen. Right. I think they knew it was going to come down to these mail-in votes, and it was going to be a close call. 
because the all all of the all uh, the rhetoric from the last kind of week starts to make sense. I think they yeah. all they all knew. Um, but I think Pennsylvania that seems a big big gap to close. Like we're talking five six hundred thousand votes, whereas Michigan has gone from like whatever it was it like two twenty. I can't remember. It's like twenty six thousand now. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, it's Pittsburgh is Trump's. They should declare that because I mean it. He's he's up like seven hundred k votes, and he was he has been since last night. Um, yeah. we'll see. I mean, I don't know what's going on with the counting and the bullshit, right? Michigan. Let's Let can I tell you something I, 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 I have noticed? Yeah. And I actually quite like. Um, so when Trump was ahead, there was a point where Trump was ahead and clearly ahead and it looked like he was going to win. And it's also turned back this day. And there hasn't been a lot of vitriol. Now, I don't know if that's nerves, but I hope it carries through. You know, whatever the final outcome of this, I hope everyone just like takes a step back and go, this wasn't good. The the last four years hasn't been good. The, the yeah. uh, presidential debates weren't good. Or the mudsling has not been good. I hope everyone kind of steps back and go, none of this has been good. You ever been to a boxing match or a fight where you're watching the fight and it's like this amazing, you know, every, everything's going on in the fight. And then uh, like, like what happened with the Connor and Khabib thing, like after the fight that's when things go fucking crazy, right? Yeah. Because something was seen as unfair in the fight or there's a late punch thrown or whatever. That's sort mm. of the feeling I'm left with over all this if Trump wins, right? I, I don't know if Trump loses. I think people are going to feel shitty like it was stolen from them if Trump loses um, because of it's very, it's very coincidental that it's all Democratic governors. But, I mean, I guess that the theory that uh, the Democrats vote voted primarily by mail, and that there are they were counting the mail-in ballots. Uh, like they're, I think they're calling the theory the red mirage already, right? Mm, and, yeah, I've seen that. Which is uh, disconcerting that they already have a name for it and everything, and that it was <laughs> like pre-planned. But we'll see. I mean, Pennsylvania's going to Trump. Nevada is like really close. Which, by the way, mm. I'm here. And uh, I put all the votes uh, in the mail yesterday. So they're going to show up late and get counted. So that's good. I'm feeling good about that. Um, <laughs> just from my personal. It's it's always funny when you feel like you have a, uh, you know, an actual say in the election via voting. Like now that Nevada's in play and I'm here and I convince my friends and family to vote for Trump, I kind of feel ownership over it rather than just being like, you know, if you're in California I think they got trounced by three million votes or something, right? If you voted for the Republican side, yeah. Why? Well, I, I I still see this. However, it's called over. Like even if Michigan flips, Wisconsin flips, and, and Nevada holds, right? Even if that happens, and it looks like okay, Biden's got the two seventy required. I don't think it ends there. Yeah, I think that I just can't see Trump going conceding. I see him almost certainly taking it to the Supreme Court, but I don't know what his angle is. I'm not close enough to know what his argument is. I mean, does he want an investigation or is there a specific rule that he thinks is broken? This is going to come down. Yeah, this is going to come down to like really esoteric legal precedent um, if if it goes to court. And I think it's looking more like it will go to court unless they call it for Trump. 
it's gonna it's gonna yeah. be some Sounds some dangerous. some esoteric legal precedent that's gonna have to do with mail-in ballot. Like, um, I don't know if you saw Nick Carter's tweet about uh, hanging chads from 2000. Do you remember any of that? I mean, it's like I remember that. Yeah, I remember the chads. So yeah, they were like little bits of paper that were stuck, and they were like, "Do we count them? Do we not?" It was a whole drama, right? And there is some equivalent concept I think that we're gonna see in this uh, election where. There's going to be some esoteric principle that none of us know what it is, but with it, by the end of the week, we'll all be fighting about it. <laughs> Remind me what happened in 2000, though. Was Bush ahead and it went to the courts? It all went to Florida, and mm-hmm. they, they recounted the entire state, basically. And but did it, come out that, that, what, did it come out that Bush was ahead? Man. See, I was, or I, did it come out, they did the recount, and then it went... Then it flipped. I can't, I can't exactly yeah. remember. I'll have to look. I know. I was, but, I was 11, so I'll have to go back in my, me- <laughs> my memory bank. Well, the risky thing here is it, if, it, if it is called a Biden victory, there hasn't been any reports of irregularities yet. No. There's only one thing I've seen about like 300,000 missing votes or something, but they're more likely Dem votes. There hasn't been any irregularities. If this goes to the courts and it's for some way is given to Trump over some esoteric thing, like you said, I think that's a very dangerous situation. I think I, I think you that is going to uh, uh, rise up the kind of radical left uh, Antifa lot. Yeah, um, I know. I mean, even though they like hate everyone, but but um, uh, I just can't see that happening. Honestly, I think for me, the best thing that could have happened was that we went to bed with a new president last night. I even told my wife when we went for a walk in our neighborhood, I was like, you know, if Joe Biden wins tonight, I don't care. Like, I think, I think everything's okay. I think like America's used to, you know, it is interesting. It's like as, as vitriolic as the summer was here in America, and it's the most vitriolic I've ever seen it. And probably the most, the most chaotic and turbulent it's been since the late sixties. Um, Americans still get their shit together. I mean, yesterday, I didn't see a lot of fuckery on Twitter that was happening at the actual polling place. I saw a little, like a dusting of it, but no more than would have happened in a, in a regular, like somebody I think had a Biden sign up out in front of the, one of the polls. Some Republican guy was threatening him and telling him to take it down. And that would have happened. Uh, that could have, you could have seen that happening anytime, but I didn't see a lot of, there was a lot of talk about there was going to be intimidation at the polls um, and that there was going to be Antifa or QAnon or this or that. And, you know, honestly, mm. I got to give America like a fucking solid A, a plus because we conducted ourselves pretty well yesterday. Yeah, look, there's, there's, it's kind of weird that you have these different ro- voting rules in different states. It yeah. feels like if it's a national election, every every... every State should have the same rules. Yeah. I, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong. I might be naive and missing things, but it feels like no, it's, it should it's, be that. It's antiquated. It's antiquated. Yeah. But at the same time, it doesn't feel like... It feels like everyone who has wanted to cast a vote has been able to cast a vote in the way they wanted to, you know, whether it's in person or mailing because of you know, coronavirus stuff. Yeah. I, 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 I wonder if coronavirus... Well, two points of coronavirus... Firstly, on coronavirus, if it hadn't happened, I don't think Trump loses anyway. I no, think that he was going to yeah, he was going to he was going to landslide. Yeah. yeah, but but imagine coronavirus didn't imp- impact the decision to go to the polls. Imagine it was just something else. I still think Trump would have won. I think mail-in votes just makes it easier to go tick a box in the post box rather rather than actually going and standing in a line. I wonder if people just could not be fucked. Yeah, you know, I, I, again, I don't know. 
I don't know. It, it's it's a weird. It also it's a weird it, thing. it takes away from my uh, my sneaky husband theory a little bit because I think when you vote at home in front of your wife, you do it at the kitchen table, and you know it's she's been this. He's the worst. He said, "Grab women by the pussies," you know, and uh, she expects you to mark Biden, right? But when you go to the voting booth, you're partitioned off and you're like, yeah, yeah, honey. Okay, I'm going to vote Biden. And then you're just like, Trump. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, do th- I do think mail-in votes uh, favor Biden for many reasons, right? But that's just like a funny one I just thought of. Another thing, I don't think this, I think what's quite interesting, I don't think this is either a rebuke, a rebuke of Trumpism or it's a rebuke of the radical left. I don't think either of those things have happened. It's uh, which sucks. Uh, I, I would rather. Well, I would rather have seen the rebuke of the radical left. But yeah, but you say that like in some ways it's kind of like I don't think the radical left represents the left. I think it's a very small group. They just dom- depends what you call people being yeah. radical. But but, yeah. but there is definitely an issue on the left with cancel culture and the shaming of being a, a Republican conservative. I, I I think that's disgusting. Yeah, but at the same time. I wonder if this comes to a point where people are like, well, hold on. We're clearly very divided. Two groups of people have a different set of values. We're split down the middle. We've got to find a way of working together. We've got to find out where well, the common ground dude, is. Dude, Pete, normal people feel that way right now. They've always, mm. they've always felt that way, right? Mm. It's the fucking media and the elite media exactly. institutions. Like, I sent you that tweet from Ida What's-Her-Face, the 1619 Project chick. When she found out that Latinos had voted Trump, in Miami-Dade, she was gearing up a hit piece about how Latinos weren't real Latinos. I mean, that- I know, fuck her. It's, no, but she writes for the New York Times. So this, this is why we're so confused, is because we've been looking to these institutions for so long to, you know, be, you know, fact-based, cogent, make sense, be be sort of a, a, a guiding light for us. And they've been hollowed out by this weird, extreme, anti-left, anti-American sentiment. And I, I agree with you. Regular people want to get along. They, I mean, dude, it's not like it is on TV. You can tell your neighbor. I know. Well, look, you can tell you your neighbor you voted for Trump or whatever. Like, they don't, they don't care, you know? Dude, I've been to the States like 60 times, and I've been to New York, Wyoming. I've been to Texas. I've been to LA, I've, Portland. I've been to all different places. People aren't that different, yeah. right? You know, I mean, yes, somebody who lives in uh, Williamsburg in Brooklyn is very different from somebody who lives in um, Wyoming, like, of course. But generally speaking, I still find them proud Americans, care about their family, care about the country, want a strong economy, and everybody wants the healthcare thing fixed, just in different ways, yeah. right? The the, pro- the problem is, as you said, it's the fucking media. The media games it because it's to their benefit. Yeah. If anything, the, the, the best autopsy of this would be a, a, a something to happen to the media. I'd like to see a, a rise of a, a, a proper, fair, balanced, independent, non-partisan news source. I think that would be be great. Yeah. And I, 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 and I, I would like to see a rebuke of this kind of council culture stuff that's um, come, sprung up from the left. I think, like I say, what I said to you about Brian Armstrong, I think what he did at Coinbase was fucking brilliant, and more yeah. people should be talking about yeah, that. Yeah, I, I, um, I back him for sure. And you know, I've said for a while that. I think that this election was Trump versus the media. Joe Biden is just yeah. a placeholder, right? And, you know, yeah. I think the media anchors, when from watching the coverage last night, I think they were pretty stunned that Trump was doing as well 
as he was because they think they have a lot more power than they actually do. And, you know, there's mm-hmm. like a Wizard of Oz situation where we've all seen behind the curtain and we know how full of shit they are. I mean, they, they don't they, – they're living in a world that's 15 years ago where we weren't all sending videos to each other, right? Well, so, yeah. like, well, the minute they do something, it's being taken apart online and postmodernized, right? And when they do mm. something wrong, their mistakes are blown up like crazy. They don't get to just go on and be like, well, you know, <laughs> yesterday, Jan, we made a mistake. Silly us, right? Yeah. They don't get to do that anymore. Well, we all get so many different sources. And, like, it depends. Like, some people are very partisan and refuse to, like, refuse to check themselves. But you know, you know I wrestle with this shit, right? Yeah, And when I was making this thing, I cited that accidental dictator. Look, I, I was firm in my views of Donald Trump as uh, his business career being a myth, fucking people over, stuff like that. And I still think that deserves looking into I agree with that. I, I agree also, with that. I don't think he's yeah, a good businessman. But, but what I didn't, what I needed checking on, which you did and Junseth did and various people on Twitter did, is that I still hadn't spent enough time understanding why some people didn't care about that. Like the bigger issue at play was that there this kind of like strong in, independent individualism that's important for people in America and they don't want to be railroaded into uh you know you do have first and second amendment which are things yeah. we don't have here in the UK like I just try and explain it to my friends you know the guns issue is so funny because I try and explain to them they're, they're like I just don't get it everyone like people everyone's killing themselves I say but yeah you've got to go out there you've got to spend time in Wyoming, you've got to go and hang out with the Jameson lot. You've got to talk to these people. It's, it's a completely different culture and it's a completely different understanding. And it really checked me in place um, with this. Um, I don't know what happens now, but like, it just a lot of people need to have a mirror held up to them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I'm proud of Americans that they didn't let the media gaslight them. You know, I, I mean, I think half of them did, <laughs> but, but well, yeah. there was. Oh, a- don't sorry. There's enough of us that didn't. You know. the, the point I was going to make, I didn't make, is that I think while Fox and CNN still get the numbers, because, you know, you're going to sit down in front of the TV, it's on there. What what they, they're not accounted for is the fact that midweek you're, you're getting in your car and you listen to Rogan and you're getting to work and you're, you're putting on your Twitter and you're, you're seeing things. So, like, while I was firm in my views on Trump, you know, I had my doubts because of the people I spoke to on Twitter. I had my doubts because I was listening to stuff on Rogan. Like... In, and these little doubts in your mind are starting to make you think, Think, hold on, we, we can't trust these yeah. media companies anymore. Yeah. We still don't have these good universal sources of truth. We haven't got much outside of uh, Matthew Taibbi. But, but yeah, sorry, that's what I was going to say. Sorry to interrupt you. Well, truth is just such a fucking tricky concept, man, in the postmodern hmm. era because everybody has their own truth. That's, that's true, right? And I've, I've drilled down on this a lot. And I think the place where you find truth and where you look for truth is in uh, the interstitial space between the subjective. So if you think of every participant in the world as a node in the network, you look at what network behaviors are doing as a whole, and that's where you'll find reality. That's where you'll find truth. You don't look at what this group of nodes is doing or this group of nodes, right? And so I think the, Mm -hmm. the media still has a really hard time with that. I mean, I was still watching them last night. And they were demographizing everything, right? They were saying, you know, oh, I think that black women, you know, they came out strong for Joe Biden and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, with the internet, man, uh, did you see that? Did you see that movie, uh, Ready Player One? Yeah. Yeah, right. And the the kid finds out at the end, his best friend is this black lesbian chick, you know, it's and totally Mm. not, doesn't look like the avatar, not who he thought. 
Well, that's going on on the internet right now, right? So you don't know who, like, you know, Fartface 2000 is. I mean, I met him in real life, but it's like these characters online, you don't really know who they are, and they they don't have to be within this standard demo. And maybe they're in a place where uh, in real life it's it's dangerous for them to say, I'm a hardcore uh, Trumpian conservative. And so they go online, they have a, you know, MAGA profile, and that's where you're, you're seeing it, right? So it's like it's so outdated. Uh, for them to be like, black women did this, and you know, Latino men voted this way, and this and that. It's like, it's racist. Well, I mean, I think in some ways, though, you need better leaders to be able to not be embarrassed about it. Like, you know, there is, Trump has a lot of flaws, right? Yeah, he's not and, a Reagan. I wish he was Reagan, and then I would feel great, you know? Yeah, or like, I really like John McCain, right? Yeah, I would have voted I for McCain, too, except I voted yeah. for Obama in that election. And I don't, th- I don't think you could, I don't think people would be embarrassed to admit they support McCain. But I also think some people should should be mildly embarrassed that they support Biden as well. Or definitely embarrassed they support Hillary. Like both sides have failed to put up good well, they haven't failed. They've just failed to support them. I still think Tulsi Gabbard was great. I really, yeah. really liked Tulsi. Well, the Democratic Party has, I think, an interest in losing this election. I mean, otherwise they wouldn't have run somebody as shitty as Joe Biden. You know, I think that Trump is actually good for um you know all the all the democratic pundits the political pundits it's good for the media it's good for it's good business if trump wins it's not good business if joe biden wins because what the fuck do you write about every day right yeah all right well listen look uh, i've got my son trying to call me so i'm gonna i'm gonna go and catch up with him like we will do another one of these either later today or maybe even tomorrow morning and then put this out on friday let people see what they think when it fucking gets what's your prediction right now what do you think's about to happen in the next 24 hours I think Biden's going to take Wisconsin, Michigan, hold Nevada. I think he's going to lose Pennsylvania. I, don't, I think he's got no chance in North Carolina and probably will lose Georgia. Um, and I think he'll get his 270. I think Trump's going to come out and start rage tweeting. But um, And then I think this ends up... I, it, it depends what the reaction is. If he starts talking about taking it to the Supreme Court, then might if he sees rebukes from... The Republican side, it might not happen. It depends if people want to stand up against him. But I mean, it, it's, it gets into the quite complicated areas of U.S. politics. I don't understand. But I think I, uh, I think Biden's going. I think. What do you think is going to happen? Well, they still haven't. It's so weird that like the map I'm looking at, they still haven't declared Alaska, Georgia, North Carolina. Like those are obviously going Trump. Pennsylvania is mm-hmm. obviously going Trump. Uh, so to me, I mean, I I think it's a Trump win. You know, I think Michigan is going to go Trump. Have you been to Michigan? Talk to uh, no, I haven't. Talk to people on the ground there. Yeah, except for the city centers like Detroit, people are kid rock conservative. It's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I know what you're thinking, but like, if you just actually track which votes are still to come in, it's mainly mail-in votes, and it's a lot. Like Detroit is a big. Oh, is there a lot a big from one Detroit? There. Yeah, a lot from Detroit. Yeah. And, and Biden is Biden was is something like again. I could be wrong here. I'd have to check my numbers, but I think he's like three hundred thousand below Hillary was at this point. In Detroit. In Detroit. So that's, yeah. that's interesting. It's, Nevada. I think actually Nevada's the the, intro, the most interesting. I, I if I was um, like in terms of my bet, I'm more worried about Nevada than Michigan. Yeah, I'll tell you just from on the ground here, uh, and I'm in Clark County, which is you know pretty uh, a blue county. Um, there's a lot of Trump support here, a lot, just anecdotally, right. but it does feel very split. I've been seeing you know having conversations in Ubers where. I always hide my intentions and one Uber driver will be really pro this way when, you know, so we'll see. 
It's well, I be, think, I think if you're Vegas, you, if you're Vegas, you want Vegas to open up, so you want Trump. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. But you, but they, also, there's a lot of Mexicans that run these casinos, and they still don't really like Trump, you know, for obvious no, for enough. obvious reasons. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know, dude. All right, listen, look, let's catch up later, dude. But like, good to talk to you, man. Right, man. Uh, I'll speak to you later. Peace out. Peace. This is the final part of the interview. This was recorded today, which is November the fifth, and was recorded. About early evening UK, I would say mid-morning for HODL. Um, now, obviously, we're probably going to need a, a, another final follow-up part once we know everything's been happening, but this is the final part for this episode. Fuck's sake, man. <laughs> dude, listen. I told, dude, I, I told you we weren't going to have a winner, dude. I told you. That. I know, but I thought... I, do you know what I thought we would know? I thought we would know who's most likely to win. I thought we'd have, like, a count. Like, someone would have hit, like, the 270. I thought we got to that point. Yeah. I didn't think we'd be... Not even. It, do, you know what's, do you know what's strange? Is that even after, like, yesterday when it was clear there's some fuckery going on, right? And I'm not going to make any accusations right now. I'm just saying it's clear, like, everything was still calm. Like, CNN was calm. I'm, I'm looking at CNN and Fox and, like, trying to follow social media and everything was kind of calm. Even though, yeah. and, even, and like, in fairness to the Fox, I think they were pretty balanced about it all, right? And today, it feels like the tension is just like starting to like really explode. I, I, I tell you what's going to happen: you're going to see Antifa out tonight. Yeah, well, they were already out last night in Denver. Right. Okay. Yeah. And I, so it's it's coming, and they don't even care. I mean, dude, they'll riot if Biden wins. Yeah, but Antifa. I, I think they're a bit more confused if Biden wins. It's like they're not angry enough like if 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 trump wins they're really angry but if it's biden it's like oh well i think yeah. we need to smash some shit up but uh their ranks will their yeah. ranks will shrink if, if biden wins yeah. you know there will still be like the hardcores but the the casual antifa will go away but even yeah. uh even like the republican side are, are like are out now wasn't it last like one like voting place there was a bunch of people like talk, yeah, in talk, yeah and they had their guns and they were protesting and scared the shit out of some people mm-hmm. and Blah blah blah, but yeah. but right. I'm an outsider. For yeah. you, how much could this boil over? Oof! And are you worried? It's dangerous, man, because um, the right, the right is starting to see this as fraudulent. I mean, I have a conservative moral palette. Uh, you know, I, I we always do ourselves a disservice in politics where we think, you know, we, we came to these very astute, erudite conclusions. That's bullshit. It's all feelings. Mm-hmm. Some of us feel this way. Some of us feel this way, right? So I'm a person who feels, uh, you know, conservatively. And to me, it looks like big tech and the Democratic Party teamed up to gaslight the American public and then found a bunch of fake ballots and stuff them in because they knew that sleepy Joe wasn't going to win. So they're intent on dragging him across the finish line. Hmm. Now, whatever that, if that premise is true, if it's conspiratorial, whatever, I don't know. And it's confusing. But if I think back on the way we've been conditioned over the past several months about, you know, Hey, you know, all like the mail-in ballots are real. And this is, you know, it might take days. It might take weeks. We're not going to know who the president is right away. Right. Like, we've been hearing that for a long time. So I start to think we've been set up for this scenario, and the Republican side is going to be furious. Like, Republicans are okay losing the election. I, I know that for a fact, because when I was watching the uh, 
the coverage on election night, I was thinking in my head, I was like, you know what, if they call it for Biden, fuck it. Like, it's not going to change my life. Like, let's just get on with our shit and, you know, go about our lives, make money, like be prosperous, like raise good families. Like, that's how I think. But Republicans are not okay having an election stolen from them. And if there's a widespread belief, doesn't matter if it's across the aisle, if there's a widespread belief on one side, the Republican side, that this was a stolen election, that gets really bad because you're going to have, like, Steve, I said, I tagged you in this video with Steve Bannon saying, you know, he might not, he might not be at the nation's capital when he holds his hand up on January 21st, but he's going to hold his hand up on January 21st. Yeah, but Steve, if, Bannon's, if you have a, Steve Bannon's a fucking moron. Like, cannot well, be trusted no, at all. Steve, you can, you can say Steve Bannon is Machiavellian, but he's incredibly smart. Yeah, no, when I say moron, I, I don't mean he's dumb. Like, he is smart. I've seen interviews with him, comes across great. I, I just mean in terms of, like, he is so partisan that I think he would break the rules. I think he would ha be happy with tyranny. Yes. Yes. And I'm, I'll be honest, again, as somebody with a conservative moral palate, the more chaos goes on, the more riots, the more dissent, the more uh, social conditioning and the canceling and the, you know, the basically the DDoS that the left has performed on our society over the past several months, I become very okay with some very authoritarian measures because I just have a desire for somebody to put it right. Now I know that like intellectually, no, 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 no. I don't think you, I don't think you really believe that. No, no, I don't intellectually. See, there's a different, there's a disconnect between what I think and what I feel mm. intellectually. I don't think that's a good idea at all. And I would probably rather have a fake democracy where, you know, we, we have this charade of a vote and that, like, because who knows, man? I mean, there could have been so much fuckery in the past with these elections. We would never know because mm -hmm. it was all it was all behind the scenes on TV, and you know, it was like gentlemanly conduct to concede the election and stuff. Like, but people people have been stealing elections since the beginning of time. I mean, that even no. in America. But like, right? th this is this is the thing I was concerned about. Let me say firstly with Trump, and then I had an argument with my brother about. Okay, yeah. So my brother is very left wing and considers me right wing right and um he was very like keen on the idea of the original accidental dictator that the the fact that there is the possibility you know and some people won't like this that like trump can gaslight people no problem right and he could gaslight people into thinking an election stolen and he certainly displays dictatorial tendencies, which I know triggers people. But my point is, I believe it's, if he was the kind of person who was in... I think he's similar to like an Erdogan or an Orban. And if he was in a weak country, he could assume the power of the state. I think it's a possibility, yes. right? Yeah. I don't think he can get away with it in the US because I think the constitution is too strong. And I think he'll be rebuked by Republicans. But, but this was kind of my point with the guy. But he can also gaslight people into thinking tyranny is okay because you've been cheated, when maybe they haven't been. But he gaslights them into thinking that. Okay. Let me just respond to your point on the left. I disagree with you that there, there's an idea that big tech got together with the social media and decided to drag him over the line with fake uh, 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 ballots and uh, censorship. But what I will say, and I definitely agree on, is that I think Trump has been treated... 
let's not say unfairly, but he's certainly been censored by the press and he's been lied to by the press. And you I don't re- think the rush? You don't think the Russia thing was unfair? <sighs> the Russia thing. I is, mean, literally, uh, literally, dude. Our intelligence agencies, the CIA, went after a sitting U.S. president. Well, let, let me mean, co- let me come back to that. But the point I want to pretty make insane is I don't think that Zuckerberg and 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 uh, Jack Dorsey and everyone sat around a table and said, right, we need Biden in. Let's, this is how we're going to do it. I just don't believe those conversations happen. But what I do believe is that people who are naturally left, who run a company, will naturally have left bias leanings in their policing of their content. Therefore, of Trump is more likely to be uh, censored. And I think that's what's happening. And I disagree yeah. with the way he's being censored. I actually well, also it- think it drink- brings more attention to it. Is it, yeah, is it intentional? Is it implicit bias? I mean, it doesn't matter because it's happening. Oh, yeah, but I agree that's happening. Yeah, and if you're one of the people who's being trampled underfoot by it, I mean, just think, I mean, if you're half the country and you feel like the election was stolen, it's a very hopeless feeling. I, you know, I like... I was I was at the gym and I had a little fender bender in the parking lot with a guy, right? And it was like a 50-50. So we were both like, "Hey man, my fault, your fault, whatever. Like let's just call it off, you know." And he was like, "Dude, I'm fuck I'm depressed about this election." And I was like, "Why?" You know, he was like cuz they're they're stealing it. Like just look, just look at what's happening. And this guy was a, you know, 40 something odd year old businessman in a very nice Mercedes. And the fact that he was feeling this way to me it was like this signal of just like Oh, every every Republican is feeling this way, you know, yeah, because they've and been told it's being stolen from them. But like, no, 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 no. People, Americans think for themselves. Like, where did it? Where did where did he get that from? Like, if we're all watching. We're not being told. It's it's the dissonance. It's the disconnect from watching what's going on behind the veiled curtain, where you have a bunch of like a faux expert class who doesn't know what they're doing anymore. They're running around like chickens with their heads cut off. And then all of the videos and, you know, the information you're getting online that contradict the narrative, like like the gated institutional narrative is something that Eric Weinstein always talks about. And he's right. Like there, there has always been this, this gated institutional thing where they just told us the polite fictions we're supposed to agree with in society. And now we have, the ability to communicate with each other in real time about what's going on, like what's happening over here. And a lot of it is misinformation, disinformation. Yes. But when you sort down to it, a lot of it has grains of truth. And I'm not a conspiracy guy. I don't, you know, I don't get down with QAnon and all that crap. I think it's junk. Right. But there, there are real conspiracies. Humans get together and they conspire. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. But, you know, I think that there is right wing media that does exactly the same as the left is doing. Okay, Breitbart yes. does exactly the same as the New York Times. Yeah. In some ways, Breitbart is worse than the New York Times. Okay, yeah, but and that that happens on both sides. And people on the right tend to lean towards the right media, and people on the left towards the left media. But yeah, but just as an example today, like I still believe you have to stand by the democratic process, and then you have to go through certain steps if you want to challenge and legally challenge. I don't know. If factually there has been voter fraud right now, I know there's a number of allegations, but just following the tweets that came into me, like the first one that came into me today was one which was saying about um, dead people voting. Okay, so a very quick Google. Do I believe that there are people in the Democratic Party submitting uh, ballots for people who have died to try and get them through? No, no, I don't. So I did some research and there was a piece of research done by Stanford University that said every election this happens, okay? It always yeah. happens. But it's something like 0.00003%, okay? 
So then I was like trying to say, well, what is the scenario this happens? There's always error rates in everything. Everything you do, you have to have error rates. I'm imagining there are systems for sending out the ballots and some people are still listed in that system and maybe they're old systems or they don't have a thing to check for like, you know, what's the arbitrary date that you say that someone's definitely dead? Well, for instance, one of the, I mean, we, one of the ballots that got counted in, man, I can't remember where it was, but the person was born in 1826. I saw that. So but, it's but like, still, what's the, well, obviously, but how many of that's happened? Is it like two people? Does it swing election? Probably not. But also some of them, what they're saying is some people die between casting their ballot and the election. And they are double checked, and they're and these people, these are, there there are checks and balances in place to check whether people are alive. You know, these are removed, but there's naturally going to be errors in the system. Yeah, of course. I imagine yeah. you could find if you went through the whole of the national and every single vote, you might find errors of Republican people who are dead who have voted. Yes, of course. That, so that was the first one. That was the first one that came up. The second one that came up that said was um, more people had voted than were registered to vote right again that's a very there's a, very there's a lag there probably in in terms no 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 of very data. quick bit of research is the registered data they used was the 2018 midterms compared to how many right. voted now right but we have much higher voter turnout and it's a pandemic and, and yada yada yeah yeah i don't what i'm saying i is don't necessarily this... buy that one but there's a lot that's suspicious you know okay fine let, then, then investigate it but what i'm yeah. saying is this, and it reminds me of something you said. The problem here is the speed of information. Yeah. Like I was just talking to Stop and Decrypt on Twitter and he was like asking for answers. I said, you know what? I can't do this. I don't have the time to sit there and try and reply and research every single... No, I would. Yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't even get through them all day. Yeah. Okay? It's just impossible. So I've already... I've thrown my hands up on the whole thing and I'm just like, it, I'm getting that same vortex feeling I get when the when the Bitcoin price pumps is like I'm just being sucked into this wake vortex and I'm just along for the ride right now, right? Like we already mm. the event horizon is in the rearview mirror and we're here and whatever happens next fucking happens, right? And uh, it sucks. <laughs> it feels like the eye of a hurricane right now because uh, you know this could be America's last election, man. Like it, that's that, I don't know, man. dude. That's on the table. If you don't think that's on the table, you're being somewhat delusional. Because <laughs> I mean, no, 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 no. I'm not saying it's, not, but I just don't think it is America's last. Like, what, what, so, what, in what way? Tell me why. Well, you think meaning, meaning that you know we split apart. That America goes through some sort of a balkanization process because that's never been more within the Overton window than it is now. And all it takes is a couple of these red states to secede. You know, basically. And you can't Texas doesn't Texas have a thing that allows Texas uh, can do it, but they need a certain number of votes from other states and stuff like that. You know, like, but yeah, Texas would probably be first to go. Um, I thought it was hilarious, by the way, like people were thinking Texas was going to go blue. Like this is Texas. Texas is not going blue, you know? Yeah, but it's a lot bluer than I realized. There was a lot of there's a lot of blue in the cities, but look at the entire map. Every city is a blueberry. Every city is blue. Every single city. Yeah, have you have you seen the new, actually the New York Times have got this great map. It's really really cool. When you go onto it, you can click on a map and it does these little bubbles, right? Yeah. So because the maps look very red, but then what you see is all the red are tiny little dots and all the blues are big bubbles, right? Yeah. It's like it's really fascinating to see that, and um, 
Yeah, it's really fascinating. Well, it makes sense um, from a geographical perspective. I mean, you're living on top of people, right? So you you have mm-hmm. you have more of a sense of like, well, we got to all get along and, you know, we got to do this and that. And when you're living out by yourself, you're like, nobody come near me. Like, this is mine. Yeah, leave and, me the fuck alone. Yeah, I'm protecting it, right? <laughs> and, uh, and you're closer to nature when you're in a rural area, right? And there's a very much an element of human beings protecting themselves against nature. And so I, I think you're always going to see mm-hmm. that. I bet you would see that in your country too, and in Europe. That you know, yeah, less so though. Geographically, it's very, yeah. It's uh, whilst whilst you know, um, whilst we speak the same language, we politically we are very different. Right, we are very very different. different yeah, um, you know, there's parts of like, uh, it's interesting. There's parts of the Republican Party that feel very conservative. Part of the Republican Party, they feel very much like the, the Labour Party, and and vice versa. Yeah. Um. I think one of the key differences is that the Labour Party here are obviously towards that collectivist idea, but here they tend to be more working class. Yeah. Whereas in in the US they tend to be more kind of big city, um, I would say middle to upper class. Yeah. Totally. Whereas our conserv- our conservatives are certainly mid- t- tend to be middle to upper class, I and your conservatives tend to be more. When I say working yeah. class, also in the US, working class is also almost more like a description of like hardworking people. Yeah, not necessarily yeah, yeah, yeah. income brackets. Well, we're also you know we're not as homogenous as you as you guys are. Like you guys are a very, mm. a very homogenous culture. You know, there's a lot of ancestral history there, and we don't have that. We're very new. We're very young. We're, we're scrappy, man. We're scrappy upstarts. But uh, I think it's interesting. You know, one of the interesting stories for me, and I, I've known this because I talk to people all the time. I don't get all my news from the media. I talk to real people on the street constantly. And uh, it's, I think a lot of people were shocked by how Latino the vote was, how many young, mm-hmm. young black males voted for Trump. And because well, he uh, scared them off with socialism, right? Well, this false description of socialism. Uh, let's not go there. There is creeping socialism on the left by far. I mean, Big time. The Green New Deal is socialistic. AOC, the squad, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, Elizabeth hints. Warren wants to tax unrealized gains in the stock market. I know. It's pure social, know. pure socialism. And mm. the left has always been socialist. Every socialist policy I, I, we have in America has come from the left flank. Every single one. So, yes. I don't think it's real socialism. Well, I think it's, it's democratic I think socialism. It's, more, it's, it's European yeah. socialism. But, hey, we don't want to be Europe, Pete. We we don't like you guys. Like no offense, what? we don't want to be you. We like our chaotic mess we have going on over here. <laughs> um. Well, I think some of them uh, certainly are some European influences. But but okay. Listen, look. How much of what you're seeing now? Yeah. Like, be totally honest, because I'll be honest about it. Yeah. How much of what you're seeing now? These accusations of voter fraud is your bias saying? Like, if it was coming from the mm. other side. Like, I would be ignoring. I would be ignoring it if it was coming from the other yeah. side. Obviously, so yeah, yeah, we all have implicit biases. Um, yeah, I will, and that's the most unhealthy thing here. Yeah, I will. T- I will tell you that it should have gone off like the the bet. Uh, we're past it, but it should have gone off without a hitch on election night. If Joe Biden had won on election night, I would be feeling very different. I would, you know, I would be like. Yeah, I lost. I guess there's a lot of people who are pussies in this country. <laughs> like, I wouldn't have cared, right? But now that it's been this all this weird shit going on, and it is weird. This isn't like a standard American election. 
you just start to feel suspicious and like them not calling stuff for Trump, which is obviously Trump, right? Like, yeah, but why did Fox not do it then? Well, dude, the Fox stuff is really bizarre because Fox has flipped. Fox is just like CNN. I mean, honestly, I was watching both coverages. I think CNN's coverage was better. It was more accurate. Well, do you think do you think that's Fox as a rebuke to Trump because Trump's been giving them shit? Possible, or maybe they're going out of their way to be extra cautious. They don't want to be accused of bias, or I don't know what it is, man. But Fox's coverage is more uh, pro Biden than anybody else's coverage. You know, mm. it's. There's a guy in Fox I really like. I can't remember his name. There's a guy I really liked. It's funny, you start to realize who you like and you don't like. Like, I quite like Anderson Cooper. And I, I know he's partisan, but I quite like him. Yeah. I do. I cannot watch Don Lemon. Don Lemon's atrocious. Yeah. Oh, just he's so, he's so, so smug. That's why it's like hard to, you know. He just thinks he's better than yeah. everybody, right? And I can watch Tucker Carlson, but I just find him a little bit full of <laughs> shit. All right. Okay, listen, look. We're going. We're probably going to have to do a follow up to this. I know. We, I think we'll know by the end of tomorrow. We're going to know what the vote. What should we? Is. Everybody's been. I said that I would on Twitter. I said I would concede when Trump concedes, because I do. I, I think. Th- yeah, but he might. Well, not concede. I think. The, I think. I, it's, well, they're going to drag him out, right? I mean, <laughs> somebody's going to be put in at some point. Like, it's whoever the next president yes, really is. Like, like. We'll so know. we may have to we'll we may we'll have to wait till January to like fully settle up if it's going to be this like months of fighting and stuff you know which it'd be funny the the funny thing about it is like the price keeps going. it's now like a fifteen oh, thousand dollar bounty it could be a twenty thousand dollar bounty and then it's then. a ten thousand a good thing I hedged it back when we made it when we made it I think it was uh I think the price was like ten k maybe so yeah, I think it's a bit under I hedged actually. it out back then so I'm I'm only going to yeah. be down f- five whatever if I lose. But yeah, dude, I think... Um, How's this going to play out? How's it going to play out? Here's what I think is going to happen. I think the media is going to call it for Biden uh, today or tomorrow. And then I think Trump is going to challenge in every battleground state, every state where it was yep. close. There's going to be a month and a half of lawsuits, extreme legal challenges left and right um they'll be trying to uncover voter fraud they'll be trying to do recounts etc cetera, etc cetera. and then so you'll see these stories pop up like now georgia's in play now arizona's in play now nevada's back in play stuff like that um i think that's what we're in for over the next like month and a half two months and i think it's going to go all the way into early december or mid-december at least well i'll tell you what i think is going to happen i think they'll call it for biden tomorrow i think biden's going to take I'm unsure in Nevada. I think he's got Arizona. I'm unsure in Nevada, but I think he'll. Get I think Nevada. he's gonna. T- he's gonna. He's gonna take Nevada because our yeah. our governor is very democratic, and I, there's been a lot of fuckery. You I know, th- in Nevada, in Nevada, you can uh, put in a ballot seven days later, so really? people can put in a ballot right now. It'll get there and it'll be counted in Nevada. Okay, I think he's gonna take Pennsylvania. They seem very confident. You think Bi- you think Biden is gonna mm. take Pennsylvania? Yeah, because he's like 120,000 behind with 780,000 votes to be counted. And then mail-in votes. I just think he gets Pennsylvania. I th- if he gets Pennsylvania, that's pretty much game over. If, yeah. it's, deci- if it's decisive. Georgia's, Georgia's going to get close. Um, 
But I think Georgia will go red. Yeah, but it's going to it's going to be close. And yeah. I think he'll call it. And I think Trump's team's going to go into overdrive with accusations. I think we're going to see a lot of weird stuff come out. I think Project Veritas is going to be doing their stuff. Tucker Carlson will be losing his shit. But what I think will happen is I think I think overturning a decision which has been awarded is quite difficult. A bit like what happened with Bush, right? Yes, it's of like it's, I think I think that there's that's high risk. I also think I think some Republicans will start to also rebuke. I mean, it's already happening, right? Well, of- yeah, there there. If you pay attention to the Republican side, there's a lot of people being like, you know, this person's a fake Republican. This person's a fake Republican because they're. You know what happens is when you you know you live in D.C. or you live in New York or L.A. wherever. I mean, you want to go to the parties with the Democrats. You want to be invited and accepted socially, right? You know, so it's like a lot of them are fake Republicans. They're not. They don't have the true courage. Of no, their but I mean, like Senate at senator level, I think some. Well, yeah, I think a lot of those are never Trumpers. That's what I'm saying. It's like a lot no, of the elites. No, want, but... well, they wanted to go back to how it was. But it's very difficult know? to stand up to and oppose Trump. Like Mitt Romney did so at his absolute peril, right? He's been absolutely yes. destroyed things. Like he's not. I, I, my understanding, he hasn't performed. He's Utah, right? He hasn't performed too well. Um, no. Well, here's here's the thing about the Republican Party. No matter what happens with all this, uh, the Republican Party has found its voice for the next generation, and that is a coalition of those who were left behind. And it doesn't matter what color or class they are. You know what I mean? It's going to be the, the party of the working class, which is what the Democratic Party used to be. But the Democratic Party has become elite soccer moms but who drive their fucking expensive G-Wagon and, and look down their nose at other people, right? So it's yeah. like... But imagine the next one, like the next leader of the Republican Party, uh, the next uh, kind of um, nominee, took the best qualities of Trump in terms of standing up for the working people, standing but up... But he had character, yeah. But, yeah, but had the character... It would be better. Like, had civility and um, unity within, within him, and also the right amount of progressiveness to, to swing people, some more people over from the blue side. I think that would be positive. I think a big yeah. risk for the Republican Party is Trump's next move. So firstly, he could, he, he could, he could run again in 2024, which I think would be a disaster. Um, yeah. But I think a, a weirder scenario is he's clearly going to set up a TV network because it will work. He will be able to challenge oh, yeah. Fox. It will, be, it will generate billions in revenue, probably, or hundreds of millions, whatever the money they do. But then he then he potentially becomes kingmaker, and has a yeah. lot of influence yeah. over the Republican Party. Yeah. So well, and this was this is why a lot of um, leftists are upset on Twitter is because even if they win this one, they did not win it decisively. The Biden landslide did not materialize. They didn't rebuke populism or Trump in, Trumpianism. They didn't rebuke any of it. And I agree with you. And I think Trump's uh, I think Trump's thing from the beginning was that he wanted a media empire to challenge Fox News. Yeah, that was the original be- idea. Because you could see him uh, when he was standing in the back of that, you know, shitty ballroom uh, in 16 when he won. He just looked shell-shocked, right? Like, yeah. wait, what? I have to give up my good life? People are going to be digging into my business? I don't get to fuck porn stars for the next four years, you know? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have a speech, dude. He didn't have a speech. No, I know. He was just like, well, I guess I won. Anyway, you know. So, yeah. I'll tell you this. Can I tell you this before we end it? I regret making this bet, not because it's looking 60-40 like I'm going to lose money to you, which it stings. That part stings. I'm not going to lie. But just the amount of attention I paid to this 
bullshit over the last however many months. And it's just all nonsense. Like mm. none of this affects my life one way or the other. You know what I mean? The only thing that matters is is Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the only shot we have at actually fixing things. Hey, come on, man. Listen, look. If this had been a Trump landslide, would you have been saying, P, I really regret making this bet. I really regret having your half of Bitcoin. <laughs> You're a wealthy no, motherfucker. Of You're all right. You can of, handle this Of one. course not. Of course not. I would have been gloating. Exactly. Which is what I, I expect you to do on Twitter. No, if you win. No, if there, you won't, win. there won't be any vitriol from me. There might be some little subtle <laughs> jabs, but I will, what I will do is I will take you out for like, uh, once these planes are flying, I'll get over to Vegas. We'll go and have a big night out all on me and eat some expensive steak. I'll probably spend the whole half of Bitcoin in one night because <laughs> I'm a moron. That's a, great, that's a great idea. I'm down for that. But yeah. uh you're a better man than me, Pete, because I would have been gloating all over the place. <laughs> well, I know, I know, and you know. But li listen, I, I that, the thing I was I would have been regretting is like the the shit I would take because you know, yeah. If I took an L with this, the people because a lot of people think I'm Biden supporters, and I keep saying to them, find me a pro Biden tweet I put out. The first one was yesterday when I said his speech was good. It was a good speech. Yes, yeah. I know why people, but it was a fucking solid speech. Well, was, you're 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 weird because I get it that people over there think you're a conservative, but you're all super far left to us. Even your most conservative person to us would be on the far left. Well, we don't you know have guns. I mean? We don't have guns, and we don't have right. branches. I know. And, you know, we don't have. There's no. There's rodeos. no edge. There's no edge to you guys. The worst no. that's going to happen is someone's going to throw a pint of Guinness on someone or something. Yeah, so it, it, it's a, it's a different thing, but like I, I'm certainly I would live in a red state, dude. I've got definitely yeah. definitely some values that are, are very Republican, and some you want to live in a red state because yeah. it's no it's normal there. Like, I want to live in Texas, dude. Yeah, I'm feeling the call to go to Texas too. Also, no. the Unchained Cap guys are like, get out to Texas. Yeah, you, you got know? it, man. Well, listen, we should both go and visit <laughs> at the same time. Go and have a, a night out there. Uh, I mean, Austin's great. I like Dallas, but we should go out there and have a big night. But uh, listen, look, this is this Let's isn't do over. It. I'm down. This shit isn't over. We'll obviously see what fuckery happens no, over the next couple of days, and maybe we'll do something next week. Yeah. All right. Peace out, brother. All right. Thanks for your Bitcoin. Peace, man. <laughs> All right. How was that? Did you enjoy that? I had, a, I had a blast recording that with Hoddle. I really like the guy. He's a he's a lot of fun to talk to. We've had a lot of banter about this through the whole. Uh, through the whole last few months since we made the bet, a lot of things going on on uh, DMs and Telegrams, and you know we know the private conversations we had. So it's, a lot of people think I'm a Biden supporter, but you'll struggle to find a pro Biden tweet from me. I said yesterday I thought his uh, speech was very good because it, it was. It was just a very good speech, but I haven't uh, tweeted pro Biden tweets because I'm not a huge fan of fan of Biden. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of uh, Trump either. Um, I just felt like he would lose the election and and. I think there was a lot of overconfidence about Trump winning again. Actually, it was a lot closer. Yeah, it's clearly a very close election. Um, but yeah, so um, me and uh, Hoddle have been discussing this. He knows my actual real views. He knows I'm, yeah, you know, I'm not a supporter of Biden. So yeah, it might turn out to be a bit of a shit show between now and the inauguration. There's a lot of weird stuff going on. Um, a little f bit of fuckery, it seems, on both sides. Um, a lot of allegations of fraud. I don't know if these are true. Um, but it's definitely something I'm going to be keeping an eye on. Um, and like I said, if you want to hear more about Trump and the left-right divide in America, I have been making this series for my other show, Defiance, called Chaos. Um, it was originally called The Accidental Dictator, and I was going to look at uh, Trump's dictatorial tendencies, but um, 
it just didn't work and i felt like there was a better story to tell about the divide so yeah that's worth checking out that's at defiance.news outside of that if you want to reach out to me my email address is hello at what bitcoin did.com i do reply to anyone so feel free to get in touch and also would love a review on itunes you've got time it'll take a couple of minutes but go and leave me a review on itunes outside of that have a great weekend and i'll see you all next week <laughs>